0: Hey there folks, welcome to Stephen Runs Vegan, thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate you joining me today, I'm glad you're here. For those of you who might be listening for the first time, this is a relatively new podcast, a new adventure of mine, something I've never done before. Listen to early episodes and even some more recent episodes and you'll be able to tell quite quickly that this is a learning experience. But like I said, it's great that you're here, whether you know me personally in my life or if you just found this somewhere on the big wide world wide web, nice and hard to say, uh, it's great that you're here, I hope there's something beneficial for you, I hope there's some inspiration. Sometimes I'm interviewing friends and people in my life that I'm really inspired by, they have great stories to tell. And other times I tell you my stories, learning experiences, travel tips, just general chit-chat sometimes, whatever I want to get off my chest. Today I wanted to talk about famous vegans, and not just celebrities, but you know people who have achieved big things in the plant-based world, in athletics in life, in careers, regardless, inspirational people who I think you should know. Because before I went vegan, there was a bit of an image problem, in, at least in my mind, with veganism. I didn't know any growing up. I, I lived in a very, you know, uh, traditional household. We ate very well. My parents always had good food in the house and limited the amount of junk we would have. So I, I was always eating healthy, but veganism was just never even a, a question. Funnily enough, my mother just never liked dairy she didn't drink milk she didn't like cheese so there was rarely any of that in the house people ask me now do you what do you do do you not miss cheese you know that's the big thing that i I would miss if i go vegan for me no because truth be told i just never had cheese in my life very much i started to eat it when i moved out of home and when i lived on my own in my late teens in my early 20s but i didn't enjoy it that much I, i i wasn't raised on it it wasn't such a big deal Now they're making good vegan cheeses and I'm enjoying them, so I'm certainly getting the taste for it. And I get it. It's a very satisfying food. But yeah, it's just not a big deal for me. With image problems and veganism, the first vegans I met are good friends of mine now and were at the time. I met them in university. But they would believe it fair to be categorised as hippies. They were just, you know... The dude had long hair and a beard and they wore different clothes to everyone else and they were really cool and healthy and, you know, interesting and they they were certainly very smart. They knew what they were talking about in terms of nutrition and animal rights. But one glance and you'd say, yeah, of course they're vegan. And not even in a bad way, that's just the assumption that people make when they think of a stereotypical vegan. But going back to my journey a little bit, I was... Never much of a carnivore, I just didn't love the idea of a big juicy steak or a double cheeseburger. And when I moved out of home, I lived on my own for the first time, I was in university. Suddenly I could choose what to eat, what to cook for myself, and I just, I stopped eating meat, kind of accidentally. because I didn't want any of the, like, frozen burgers or hot dogs or junk food. And occasionally I would buy chicken and tuna, sort of, you know, the healthier meats. I just not know how to cook them or not want to bother with the effort. And the reward wasn't worth it because I just didn't enjoy it that much. I assumed I had to have it. Then there were some people in my university who got together to start start up a veggie society, like a vegan-vegetarian group for people to meet and get to know each other and eat out in vegan restaurants, listen to talks, watch movies, set up a community around it. And when I saw that email, I thought... Vegetarianism, I was curious about it. The idea had been like in the back of my mind, you know tapping on the door, but I never paid it any any attention, really. Then, when my friends Connor and Hope started this veggie society, I thought, all right, this is the sign. this is the moment. Let's try to be vegetarian and yeah, like I said, I met vegans for the first time. I suddenly discovered that Dublin had vegetarian restaurants, vegan restaurants. I'd had no idea previously there were dedicated vegetarian restaurants in my own city. I thought that was just a whatever California or London thing little old Dublin's not going to do it but yeah there were so I want to break down the walls of what a typical vegan is I want to get expand your horizons a little bit especially when it comes to the sort of machismo men situation because vegetarianism and I think veganism especially is associated more with girls I would say and you know with eating salads and losing weight being thin Being soft, all those kind of outdated associations, which are just not true anymore. I'm gonna show you and talk about vegans who are badass, male and female. You can be like me, you can be a skinny endurance runner, but there are also power lifters, there are American football players, there are boxers, there are, you know, elite athletes pushing their boundaries and outperforming anybody else on a vegan diet, be that strength, be that power, be that endurance, skill, athleticism, all of the above. And they credit their veganism for being the reason that they are the best. And that's in the athletics field. There's certainly also entertainment and just everyday life. There are celebrities and famous people who you might not even realise are vegan. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was one of them for me, former president. Seemingly, I think it was around the time his daughter Chelsea was getting married, he was out of office by that stage and obviously had worked for decades and in a very stressful environment and he was having health problems he had heart I think a heart condition or heart disease maybe he was having issues with his heart anyway and the doctor recommended I'm not even sure if it was a doctor or if he found it himself but he was put onto a vegan diet and I think now it's not I think he said he will eat fish if he's on like some diplomatic trip but at home and in his life he's like 99% plant-based and it has uh, dramatically reduced his heart condition and just improved his overall health. And yeah, he he's a vital, you know, good-looking young man. Young man, he's a good-looking man for his age. So those of you who know me, you know I'm a big football fan. And I mean football as in soccer. You can just take that as a general rule for the future of the podcast. If I say football, I probably mean English football, soccer, there are vegan footballers out there. The first one I'd ever heard was here is the obligatory mention again, but on the No Meat Athlete podcast, Matt interviewed a footballer for LA Galaxy called Bajio Husidic. As far as I know, he's still playing. I think he still plays for the Galaxy too. He's a central midfielder, an American guy, and he was really interesting. He was he seemed like a well-rounded, you know, thoughtful, educated human being. But to hear him talk about training and recovery and science and the statistics behind his performance how they all jumped up after he went vegan that was fascinating and he's a he's a really good follower on instagram too he shares a lot of vegan stuff and he shows his you know his kid playing football and his family life and personal stuff it's cute another footballer i discovered is vegan and i hadn't realized is alex morgan alex morgan plays women's football she plays she's one of the stars of the u.s national team who won the world cup She's a striker, a fantastic player. I think she plays for Tottenham now. I think she just moved to England to play for Tottenham Hotspur. But Alex Morgan is vegan. She's just had a baby and come back to elite-level sports. So it's like fantastic physical achievements in and or on and off the pitch. Chris Smalling, former Manchester United defender. Now he's one of the best defenders in Italy. He plays for Roma. And he's a big guy. He's strong. He's physical, you know, in his defensive position, it demands that he be strong and powerful. And yeah, clearly, eating a plant-based diet hasn't, hasn't done him any harm whatsoever. And another footballer who I realised, there's also a few others. I think Joe Allen is vegan. Footballer, football fans will know him. He used to be a midfielder for Liverpool. I think he plays for Stoke now. Great player. Not the best in the world. I, I really wanted him to work at Liverpool. He tried hard. He played well, but he never really stole the show. But yeah, Joe Allen's vegan. Jermaine Defoe, another striker. He's in at least into his mid-30s now. He, you know, a lot of people would retire around his age. He's still playing, plays for Rangers, still scoring. He went to the MLS, the American Football League, a few years ago to Toronto or Seattle, I want to say, up there somewhere. And for an English star player to go to the US is kind of announcing their step into retirement. They play a year or two over there where the quality is supposedly a bit lower they can have a swan song and that's the end of them they retire but Jermaine defoe had his swan song he went out to the u.s and then he came back to english football he played for sunderland i believe and then to bournemouth and now he's at rangers so he's playing at top level english football into his mid-30s and you could tell he switched to a vegan diet towards the end of his career and you could see the the longevity that's given him it's fantastic but probably one of the more famous vegan footballers, he talks about it, he's done press conferences and interviews, he's not ashamed of it, is Hector Bellerin, Bellerin, Bellerin I'm not sure how, how he pronounces it. But he's a Spanish footballer, he was raised through the Barcelona Youth Academy, which is world renowned, the, probably the best there is. And he moved to Arsenal when he was 16 and then made his way into the Arsenal team and he's been a mainstay in the Arsenal team for years. But he's been vegan since 2017. Belerian's been suffering with a lot of injuries throughout his career. He said he initially went vegan for two weeks as a sort of detox, but he felt so great after it that he continued on and is still vegan to this day for, since 2017. To quote him, he said, "I always had problems with my ankles when I played hard games; they would be stiff and inflamed. Now I don't even have to stop. Now I don't even have to strap them to play anymore." I love that he assumes that's not that's unusual I don't even have to wrap them up in tape so I can play football you you shouldn't have to he goes on I was waking up in the mornings had so much energy whereas before I used to be the person that would snooze the alarm five times before I got out of bed I'll link to that video I'm quoting from because it's a really good one he's Spanish but he's lived in North London for so long you can hear a sort of half Spanish half Cockney London accent he's a really cool guy it's Great dress sense, very out there. And I I believe he's invested in a vegan football team now. There's a vegan club called Forest Green Rovers, of course, great (laughs) appropriate name. And the owner, I think, the owner of that club is like a, a renewable energy tycoon. And he's a bit of a, you know, interesting guy himself. I think they only serve vegan food at the ground and in the players cafeteria the stadium is made out of wood a lot of these eco-friendly they they're there are floodlights that are lit with solar power I think there's like hemp in their jerseys all of that it's it's the ultimate environmentalist 21st century football club and I think Hector Bellerin has part ownership of that now moving away from the football world I could just yap about football all day but I'm not sure how many want to listen one guy you've got to look up is if you're concerned about building power, building muscle, remaining strong, becoming strong on a vegan diet, look up a man called David Carter. You might know him as a 300-pound vegan. Now I'm Irish, and so I, I, we use different weights, and I'm into kilograms now that I live in continental Europe. I don't know what 300 pounds is really, but it's a lot. Let me actually let me convert it for you now. So we have the archaic a uh, system of stone to weigh, to, has a weight measurement in Ireland. I'm I'm nine stone too. 300 pounds is 21 stone. So that's that guy's more than three times as heavy as me. And for those of you who who use kilos, 300 pounds is 136 kilos. This guy is big and strong and badass. He was a footballer. He, I, I think he's retired now. He was a, a linebacker, an NFL defensive linebacker. I don't know NFL that well. But I know he was one of the big guys, you know, those big guys who block and tackle and do the heavy lifting. He's one of them, so he needed to be powerful. He, sw- he went vegan, and again, a bit like Hector Bellarine's story, he maintained his power, he maintained his weight, his strength. But his recovery increased, and he stopped getting so many injuries. He found he had more energy, more stamina, improved his overall athleticism by going vegan while keeping the, the, the might, the force, the drive that you need to play in his position. Another similar one is David Hay, the boxer. Again, I think he's retired now. Some of, some of these are a few years old, these references. David Hay, they'll look him up. Big, strong guy, ripped body, huge muscles, strong boxer. And he eats plants. The perfect example of this for a strength power lifter dude is Patrick Baboumian. He's originally from a, you know, somewhere in Asia, I don't remember, where his parents are, but he was born... at and or raised in Germany so he's a German power lifter who had been doing it from a young age early teens I think and gradually went more in the vegan direction so he went vegetarian but he thought for a while that dairy was his secret so he could cut the meat but stock up on dairy and that would that was the reason he could lift and outperform other people in his field. Patrick Bobomian is quite a small guy in terms of height and stature, but he's bulky, he's wide, he's solid. And then he it turned out that once he dropped the dairy as well, he realised that wasn't his strength, that was what was holding him back. So the moment he became fully vegan, he started lifting even greater weights. He set world records, I think. I don't know the statistics, but I'll, I'll link to all of these things in the show notes. You can see this guy is legitimately strong and... Clearly, also a very educated, very articulate, well-read, friendly, kind, wonderful human, and just a monster in athletics. One of my first vegan inspirations is a guy called Scott Jurek. Scott Jurek is now an ultra runner. If you read his book "Eat and Run," it's really enjoyable, really interesting way to see how a, a little guy from rural Minnesota discovered veganism and got into ultra running and grew to dominate the sport. So he was doing, I think he was skiing, like he was a cross-country skier in Minnesota and during the summer he would run to keep up his fitness and his conditioning to, so that he would be a good skier again in the winter. And eventually the running just overtook the skiing, he started to compete in local races, at the same time he went vegan, a gradual process of course. But he's most well known for probably winning the most famous ultra marathon. It's called the Western States One Hundred. Certainly one of the most famous ones, and that's in California, and it's a hundred mile race, as the name suggests. Most people, most ultra runners, will never compete in it, and certainly of those who do, most will never win it because it's it's attracts the best of the best from all over the world. Scott Jurek won it on his first attempt. So the first time he ever ran that race, he won it. And then he won it six more times. He won it seven consecutive times in a row. And I believe he set some records and, you know, broke some, some new ground along the way. He's also done stuff with Badwater, that super hot desert through, that marathon through the desert, should I say. He's a really cool athlete. And now he's into, he's a bit older now. I think he's in his 50s or 40s. He has a family. He recently did the Appalachian Trail from south to north. So all along the east coast of America. And he ran, hiked, walked that broke the FTK, is that what it's called? FKT, fastest known time, FKT, on the Appalachian Trail. And I think it's since been beaten, but, yeah, that's an incredible achievement. He's also the star of a the main character, I suppose, in a great book called Born to Run. Now, the runners who are listening to this, you'll all know about Born to Run. You've probably read it or at least heard about it. For everyone else, it's not even just a running book. It's just a really good story. There's this writer for National Geographic, I believe, Who was assigned to write this article on this native tribe who lived in the mountains in Mexico, the Copper Canyon Mountains? Tarahumara are the name of the people. And he was, there was a, they were isolated, but they were seemingly world famous runners, the ones who would come up to race in America, beat everybody else, and they're born running. That's just how they do it. They do it in sandals, up and down cliff sides and mountains. And this. Report that the writer had on the Taurumara tribe, the the native people, g- led him down to the Copper Canyons in Mexico, and he got to know the people. He got to know their philosophy, their background, and he went into running. He got into running himself, and all into like minimalism in shoes and how you know, running injuries are caused by these big, you know, overproduced shoes we have, and that we should get back to the basics because human beings, as a species, are the first ones on on our hind legs you know all our cousins in in the primate world are still all walking on four legs for the most part we were the first ones to get up on our hind legs and we ran that's how we hunted that's how we survived that's how we prospered as a species so his argument is that we are born to run if we just keep it simple strip it back to basics that is the way we are supposed to run that's how we we'll, we will run best and Scott Jurek is called the 21st century Tarahumara in this book, which I I think it's a comparison that I like because he has all the ethics and grounding and understanding and appreciation and experience in running, all the kind of holistic, spiritual stuff the way that Tarahumara do. But he's also an elite athlete and a modern sports star. And he had sponsors, he had training, all the best equipment and all of that stuff. So he's... Yeah, and it showed. He was one of the best runners of his generation. Fully vegan. One of the most famous athletes you might know is vegan is Lewis Hamilton. When I'm recording this, I think two or three days previously, Lewis Hamilton has just matched Michael Schumacher's to become the most successful Formula One race driver of all time. It's He's still competing. He's got a few years left, so it's forecasted that he will almost certainly beat Michael Schumacher's record. I'm not much of a car guy. I'm not much into F1. I watched it growing up, and when I was growing up, Michael Schumacher was like Roger Federer or Lionel Messi, Tiger Woods in his prime. He was just unbeatable, like clearly the champion every single time. And the fact that this guy now, Lewis Hamilton, is matching his record and predicted to beat it, amazing. It's incredible. He's also an activist for Black Lives Matter, for a lot of human rights issues going on around the world today and he's a proud vegan he he'll, he'll tell anyone who listens that that's part of the reason he is one of the best in driving because he's vegan and i realize everybody i've said so far has been male so one or aside from alex morgan the footballer but i want to draw you to two of the most famous female or any athletes of all time it's the williams sisters you want to talk about lewis hamilton being the best in his field serena venus both of them but serena in particular I've just, has just broken all the records and she's won everything there is to win individual medals national international medals the longevity in her career she's been going both of them have been going for over two decades at the highest levels with injuries and childbirth and everything along the way and they're still at their peak and they're both vegan it's incredible if you want a badass powerful woman as well there's Yolanda Presswood I don't know too much about her to I must admit about her background or her goals But she's a powerlifter and a world record-breaking powerlifter and a vegan. So she's big, she's strong, she's fierce. And she's vegan. You can do it. So that's the athletic world out of the way. That's the one I really wanted to talk about. Because as I mentioned, the the macho man, sort of old-fashioned, archaic, men-must-be-meat-eaters-to-be-strong mentality, the hunters, the women are the gatherers, the men are the hunters, that whole thing is just... Whether it even ever was correct is to be argued. I think it wasn't. We were like capital g gatherers, small h hunters, all of us. But that has lingered to this day, and it's seeped into patriarchy and toxic masculinity and all this stuff. But you've got these like fierce warriors in their sports, be it strength, speed, fitness, fighting, whatever. pick your uh, there's a whole range that I've just listed there, a whole variety of different sports. And you've got vegans excelling in all of them. So the next time someone looks at me, I am a small skinny guy and I'm an ultra runner, like an, not an ultra runner, kind of, an endurance runner. They look at me, oh yeah, of course you're a vegan, look at you, there's nothing on you. You can point them to David Hay, you can point them to David Carter, to Chris Smalling, to Venus Williams, to all these people who... You can be whatever type of body shape you want. You can be whatever type of athlete you want. You can do it all on a vegan diet. There's no issues with protein. There's no issues with iron or any nutrients. You can be big and strong. And as a lot of vegans will know, look at the, some of the biggest land mammals in the world. The gorilla, the elephant, the buffalo, the the rhino. These are all fiercely huge, powerful animals. And what do they eat? Grass, leaves, plants, stalks? I don't know. They They're all herbivores. Try tell a gorilla where he gets his protein and see what happens. <laughs> Moving on from those fierce athletes though, the world of entertainment has a lot of vegans and this is where it gets more into celebrity. You know celebrities love a cause and they love some self-promotion. There is a bit of truth to the the commonly said thing that a vegan will be happy to tell you they're vegan. Look at me, I'm vegan. and Yeah, I guess it's true. There's certainly a bit of, um, what do you call it, Prestige, pride, arrogance attached to it, but regardless, whether that's there or intentional or accidental, these people are vegan and they're doing their best for the animals, for the earth, for themselves, and for all different reasons. Natalie Portman, for example, wonderful actress, actor, excuse me, won so many awards, starred in incredible movies, beautiful, intelligent, funny, incredible actor. She's vegan. Leonardo DiCaprio, all of the above as well, one of the greatest actors of all time, arguably very strong environmentalist. I think that's the main reason he went vegan is for the environment. He became a producer of the Cowspiracy movie. He's made his own one or at least at least one, maybe two global warming climate change documentaries Before the Flood is the most recent one. That was amazing. Joaquin Phoenix, the star of the latest Joker movie. He's vegan. He's staunchly vegan and mostly for animal rights reasons, especially in his case. He made a a speech about going vegan and stopping eating animals when he won his Oscar for Joker, and it's incredible. It's reported that Benedict Cumberbatch is vegan. I saw that online in a few places. I haven't heard that for sure, but good for him if he is. Wonderful guy. Beyonce also, and Jay-Z. Now, I know they were vegan. Beyonce maybe still is. Jay-Z, I'm not sure about, but I know they're almost entirely plant-based, and they have a nutrition guru, coach guy, who works with all the stars who is a vegan and does recommend a vegan diet. So she's up there as well. And yeah, that's Queen Bee, Sasha Fierce. Look at her, she's incredible. Performer, songwriter, singer, dancer, everything. Beyonce is just Queen Bee. I already mentioned Bill Clinton earlier. He had a heart condition that was improved from switching to going vegan. Woody Harrelson is another one, and he's just cool. You you should know Woody Harrelson. If you Google him, you'll know his face, and you've probably seen him in a do- dozen movies without realising it. He's a real man's man as well. I think he's from the South. He's American. He's fairly traditional in his outlook, but, again, supports a lot of wonderful human rights and in- environmental situations, causes, should I say, and seems like a really cool dude and a good, another proud vegan. The list goes on and on. Ellen DeGeneres is vegan. Her wife, Portia de Rossi, is that her name? She's vegan. Liam Hemsworth, big beautiful badass vegan James Cameron the director, Emily Deschanel. and there's a lot of actors, musicians actually here. I've got my list of musicians here. There's Morrissey. Morrissey was the lead singer of The Smiths and now a uh, pop successful solo artist. He's very vegan and very on the animal rights front and almost to the point of embarrassment because he says some ridiculous things. is murder is one thing that's a, a nice Cliché, all vegans think meat is murder, but this guy goes too far. I think he supports Trump now as well, so he's just lost his mind. But he's vegan. Brian Adams, also vegan. Anthony Kiedis, the lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, is vegan. Billy Eilish. Brian May of Queen, the lead guitarist from Queen. That's awesome, he's vegan as well. I've also found a couple of historical vegans, which are really surprising and interesting. So it's reported that Leonardo da Vinci was vegan, and which is like... If you want someone on your side, one of the greatest humans who ever lived, Leonardo da Vinci. He, the, the word vegan was, is a recent creation. He, he didn't label that uh, I am vegan in his diaries. But according to his writings, he did write that he would not let his body be, quote, a tomb for other animals, an inn of the dead, a container of corruption, end quote. And he referenced the wearing of animals for clothing or the use of animal products. He, he wrote about them in negative ways. So while calling him vegan is not strictly speaking correct, he certainly seemed to be a plant-based eater for the most part and a lover of animals and uh, an avid supporter of animal rights, which is cool. Also, probably some of the most physically, you know, some of the, the most macho men in history, I guess you would say, the Roman gladiators or the ancient gladiators were seemingly vegan. They were most of them were slaves captured by the Roman Empire, so they didn't have much freedom over it. But there were excavated graves in a town a Roman settlement in Turkey of twenty two gladiators from over eighteen hundred years ago. And their study of their like bone analysis showed that they ate almost entirely wheat, barley, and beans. They were even known as barley men back then. And come on, like Roman gladiators, some of the fiercest, most certainly in modern movies, one of the, some of the most macho people there there have ever been in history. The barley men. So that's cool. I'm sure there's more. There's certainly bits about Hitler being vegetarian. I, I've seen contradictory reports on that and regardless, I don't care. He was a horrible human being regardless of what whether he ate animals or not. And I've talked about my experience and inspiration in running, but also I'm inspired by vegan podcasters. I've mentioned already, no-meat-athlete. Matt Fraser and Doug Hay host the No Meat Athlete Radio podcast. That and the Rich Roll podcast were probably the two first vegan athletics, vegan lifestyle podcasts that I listened to, and that were a big part of me making the change and sticking to it. The Rich Roll podcast, ultra inspiring, so many fascinating guests. No Meat Athlete is a little more down-to-earth, a bit like my podcast, but with two people, more of a chit-chat, and it's certainly more approachable every day, which I like. Ivana Lynch, also another famous vegan, you might know her. She played Luna Lovegood in the Harry Potter movies, Irish actress. She hosts co-hosts the Chick Peeps podcast, the Chick Peeps. And th- that's just wonderful. That's all, they they call it Spangly, Stay Spangly. They're, it's a happy, friendly, cutesy vegan podcast. And they talk about animal rights, they talk about environment change and global warming and a lot of serious topics, but they cover it in a very... Considered Very fun, very friendly way. And there's four co-hosts and they're all good friends and you can really tell. And as they say, it's a very spangly podcast. So the Chickpeeps podcast is well worth a listen to. Other one's Russell Brand. Russell Brand is another famous vegan. He has a podcast these days called Under the Skin. I think it's behind some sort of paywall now, which is a shame, but I used to really enjoy it. One of the things I really like to talk about in the Chickpeeps podcast is... If they could convert someone to their side, as in if they could make anyone in the world vegan, who would it be and why? And I find that's a really interesting question. Ivana's go-to answer is J.K. Rowling. She, she's obviously, they're good friends, they've worked together. I think J.K. Rowling even had an influence in her becoming part of the Harry Potter cast Some in some way. Really cool story behind that. J.K. Rowling it does have a bit of controversy these days in other areas. She's not very cool on transgender issues, seemingly, and I don't want to get into all of that because I don't know enough about it, but Ivana Lynch would love to turn jo- J.K. Rowling vegan, and I'm, I'm curious as to who that might be myself. Who would I like to be vegan? I think it's... I know it's very basic, and I know I've said it enough times on this podcast so far, but I would love more old-fashioned... Men, strong, athletic dudes to become vegan. The likes of Arnold Schwarzenegger, I know he's he's not entirely vegan, I think, but he's certainly plant-based. He was in the most recent, great recent documentary called The Game Changers, all about what I'm talking about today, all about vegan athletes. I think it's still on Netflix. It's well worth it. And he sa- says exactly that, how growing up in, in his early years as a bodybuilder, he used to think you'd have to eat meat to be strong and big and to gain muscle. And now, yeah, he's a lot older than he was then, but he's still in great shape. He's still strong, still active, still healthy. And he says exactly that. Like, that's not true. It's just marketing. You can be big and strong and healthy and eat plant-based. So somebody along those lines today, I don't know, I th- like a footballer, That's that's what I jump to every time, or maybe like a rugby player. Like a big, strong, fast, healthy. Someone I loved for a long time and who sadly, he he took a turn, which I didn't enjoy. And he's not vegan anymore. But there's a guy called Tim Sheaf. Tim Sheaf started as a parkour athlete, like a free runner in the UK, in London, I believe. And he went vegan. And he was, in, a few years ago, probably five years ago now, he had just gone vegan. And he was this guy from the streets of London. He dressed cool, he listened to cool music, <laughs> way way cooler than I do, and he spoke like a kid from London. He wasn't, you know, he was relatable, he was funny, he was not politically correct all the time, he was just honest and true, and he went vegan, and it was so cool. He would make vlogs, and he got into running, he's been on a few podcasts that I really like. Tim Sheaf was a cool guy, and if you find his like early vegan YouTube stuff, it's amazing, it's well worth it. Unfortunately, for my liking, and you know, each to their own. That's fine. But he got into like spirituals and crystal healing, and he like all these weird things. And now he's seemingly just not vegan at all anymore. He even got—I think he even got into flat earth. And maybe, probably still is into flat earth. I met him once, gave him a hug. He was a lovely guy. But yeah, he's taken a weird path now. And check him out. No judgment. You 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 decide for yourself. But again, back to the... Who would I like to be vegan? Hmm. Maybe in the past I would have said my parents, and I know I'm dodging the question again because it's about, like, famous people. But I would have loved my parents to be vegan, and they are these days, so that's not on the list. Gary, my brother? Yeah, he. I think he would do well with it. Okay, I think my answer is Virgil van Dijk, which is... Yeah... He's Virgil van Dijk is an incredible footballer. He's a central defender for Liverpool, big guy, tall guy, very good in the air, very strong, but also just an elite athlete. He's he was rated third in the Ballon d'Or, which is like the world's best footballer behind Ronaldo and Messi. No, was it even second? Yeah, it was second. He only lost to Messi, which is fair enough. But Virgil van Dijk is a colossus. He's funny, he's cool, he's good-looking, he speaks well. He's like a huge celebrity in Liverpool and of course, here in the Netherlands, where he's from, and yeah, I think he'd be cool. I don't, I don't see it happening, but then again, you know, we can dream. Virgil Van Dyke, I would love that guy to go vegan. Or my second choice, I would love you to go vegan. <laughs> yeah, you, if you're listening and you're not, I'm fine if you're not, no problem. But I would hope that this chat and the things I talk about in my podcast for more regular listeners break down the walls as i said that as i said that's a big part of what i want to do here going from zero to vegan is not easy so i don't recommend that for me it took mm, years let me see for me it took almost 10 years so there's no rush it's a journey you i had to briefly interrupt the recording there because the cat has returned the one my neighbor's cat some of you who listened to my interview with danny will have heard about Lucy popping in from time to time. So where was I? Yes, I was talking about the journey to going vegan and how long it can take or how quick it can be. Some people watch a gruesome documentary and overnight they make that decision and they stick with it for life. Great. In my experience, that's not typically the case. It's certainly not the, the recipe for success. In my In my situation, that's for sure. I had to do it very gradually. I didn't do vegetarianism right in the beginning. I wasn't eating the right balance of things and then I I figured it out and then I realized well the dairy and the you know the eggs and cheese and all that that's irrelevant that's not good for me I can do without that and I can do be better because of it but that took years and when I was going vegan I tried only made it stick on the third time I tried twice and through forgetfulness laziness convenience whatever I, I didn't make it stick so don't go too hard on yourself. Little changes every day, and to me, that's the best way to do it. But you certainly have a world, a wealth of information out there from, you know, nutritional requirements, vegan tips and tricks, and I'm going to have loads uh, coming up in the podcast. There is already some vegan stories, vegan tips, information in my back catalogue, but coming up in the future, I'm certainly going to do a lot more about athletics, vegan nutrition. Stay tuned. And to go alongside that wealth of information online there's also a wealth of inspiration online and any of these people that I listed here can give you a perfect example of how you can be a fit healthy strong active energetic vibrant human being and be at the peak of your performance in whatever discipline that is so I hope I've given you some food for thought here and thank you very much for listening I know it's it's not all about the celebrities and like I said it's It's a much bigger case, certainly, in terms of animal rights and the environmental emergency that we have going on these days. Removing animal agriculture from your diet, going vegan, going more plant-based is one of the best things you can do for the environment at the moment. Deforestation, emissions, transport, any of the destructive things that we're doing to the earth are in part or almost entirely to do with the amount of space and resources needed to run factory farms and all the space for, you know, raising livestock and all that stuff that we do just to have a burger at a cheap price is destroying our environment. So, uh, (laughs) don't let me get preachy. If you're considering going vegan, there's lots of cool people to follow and lots of good information out there. Get in touch with me if you know me and I'll be happy to point you in the right direction. I'll step off that high horse now. Uh, There we go. Feed that horse a little sugar cube and be on my way. Yes, thank you very much for listening, guys. It's been a pleasure to talk to you again today. I hope I've uh, given you something, some food for thought to carry into your day and to further the arguments of why it is good to go vegan. So I hope I've sparked your interest just a little bit to go research this further, see how you can be a fit, healthy, happy vegan. And just generally make your life a little bit better. That's what, hey, that's what we're all trying to do. Big steps, little steps, it's all good. Going in the right direction. Spread the love, spread the good vibes, spread the cheer. And I open this, we're talking about vegans and hippies, and I'm closing it, we're talking about spreading good vibes. But hey, that's what it's all about. Spread love, gratitude, be good to each other, all that good stuff. If you want to do that for me and this podcast what a segue you can it would be great if you followed me on my social medias i'm on instagram and twitter steven runs vegan i'll link them below you can email the show if you have any questions anything you want to say if you'd like to be on the podcast steven runs vegan at gmail.com wherever you're listening i think i've just started to upload this podcast in a few more places so now it should be available on stitcher and deezer and a few other places where people listen to these things But regardless, Spotify, Gmail, your podcast app, or Gmail, sorry, Google, your podcast app, wherever you're listening, there's going to be some sort of like, subscribe, download, rate, review, share buttons, all that stuff. Doing any or all of those things would mean a lot to me to help get the word out to people who may want to hear it. So thanks very much. But most of all, thank you for listening. I really do appreciate it. As I said, it's something I never thought I would do and then for years it was something I wished I would do and never had the right idea and I still don't have the right idea but now I'm doing it so just do the thing you want to do I'm gonna hang up the phone now guys I know I'm rambling thank you very much for listening long story short I'll love you and leave you take care of yourselves and each other bye bye